Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith, and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I know this is a podcast you did not want to have to search for, but I hope you always feel welcomed and heard through these episodes. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over a hundred different countries in almost all the continents. This should tell you that you're not alone as you walk out the hardest journey of your life. And it tells me that there's a need to talk about grief from a Christian perspective. If you're listening for the first time and you wonder who Monica is, well, she's the reason that Grief to Great Day exists. She died within six months of being diagnosed with stage four cancer, but her faith journey changed my life. It changed me. Her story could change you too. So if you want to learn more about dying to be healed, the book I wrote about her crazy faith and undeniable fortitude, go to my website, grief2greatday.com, and click on the book tab. In this podcast, we talk about understanding grief. Like it's not just about being sad. We talk about how to get through the day when you got nothing left and how to grow your faith, even if you don't want to talk to God right now. So if you're just starting your journey, please know that life will change. It won't always hurt like this. It's important for you to grab a hold of that. So I'll say it again. Your life will change and it won't always hurt like this. This is not to say that you'll stop missing your loved one because you won't, but you will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. As you walk through your grief journey, I imagine you have felt more times than not, this was not how it was supposed to be, or how could this have happened? You know, I watched Monica in horrendous pain. I watched as she talked with Jesus as if he was right next to her. She thanked him for healing her and for a hundred other things that meant nothing to me next to her pain ending. God heard her prayers. He knew she planned to tell the world how he healed her from her stage four cancer. And I kept the journal she requested so that we could share accurate details. She even said that her music ministry paled in comparison to what God had for her. You know, the journey from the decade before she was sick felt like we had the answer to two big life questions. The first one is how to be whole because of salvation. But the second one was how to regain your health 
After all, we both lost 100 pounds in a year, and it looked like Monica was doing well. We helped a lot of people over the years. We even overhelped a lot of people over the years. And if you know what I mean, you know what I mean. We each worked very hard every day, even venturing into a couple of small businesses. So when her symptoms worsened and I saw the endless pain of her every waking minute, that is not an exaggeration. I started questioning why God would allow such a faith-filled person who was going to share incredible hope and inspiration to suffer so. I prayed for God to heal her and to take her in the same breath. Being her caregiver, I gave her her medications, including morphine. And because we had several nurse friends who were a part of our story, I asked them how much I could give safely. See, Monica didn't want too much because she wanted to be able to talk to everybody and to share what God was doing. But I also saw how bad she was hurting. So knowing the amount I could give safely, I also knew the amount I could give unsafely to end the pain, to allow her to go to heaven now. And selfishly for me not to have to stand by and helplessly watch. I thought about giving her too much, which I never thought I would even contemplate. I stared at the bottle for what seemed like forever, and I had a knowing that ending her life was not for me to do. Even though in that moment, it felt justifiable. I knew that it was God's timing, whatever that meant, so I couldn't and didn't do it. See, our plans just a few short months before Monica was diagnosed were to continue her music ministry. She had already cut, I guess that's a professional term, she cut a CD and we were selling them when we went to different churches for her to share her testimony. Her life, it had been so hard growing up because she had two alcoholic parents who couldn't care for her or her brother. Her brother was adopted by her uncle who lived in a different state, and Monica was raised by her grandmother, but disciplined by her aunt. She had a medical emergency when she was around 18 that about took her life. The transfusions she received to save her life gave her hepatitis C. Her brother died at 25 years old in a fiery car crash. She had a husband who cheated on her while they were engaged and then again after 10 years of marriage. So she also went through a divorce. Now, all those things, they were certainly not part of her plans, any of it. But she was able to share her testimony of going through it because of God with others, some of which came to Christ Y'all, I got cards after Monica died about how she changed lives. Though what happened to her was not fair or part of the plan she would have chosen, I wonder what those people did with their new story, their new plan because of hers. Being diagnosed with cancer and going through what Monica did was the opposite of what we planned. No one wants or asks to go through such things, but we live in a world where such things happen. You can thank the devil for that. Now in grief, what I did was I blamed God for it. Now I had the knowledge that he didn't cause it, but I held him liable for allowing it. 
I did that because I didn't see anything bigger than my pain. I think that's normal, though, because we can only see a piece of our small part of our own life, much less how we impact and are a part of others' lives. Monica's life ended at age 49, one month and two weeks before she turned 50, which also made me angry. (laughs) But even though she only lived 49 years, her years live on through the people she impacted and now through this podcast. Looking back, I see that even my simple act of obedience to not give Monica too much morphine, though it cost both of us a few more horrific weeks, they allowed her to go to the hospice house and allowed her to shock the staff with her crazy faith. It caused several of them to question where they were in their relationship with God. And it widened my support group during that time and after she died. God is in the details, and it's his plan, not ours, that will be accomplished if we allow him to lead. As I was complaining to my former pastor about everything Monica had been through and everything I was going through and how dumbfounded I was that God allowed it because our plan wasn't even for us. It was for us to further his kingdom. Yeah, it was a rant. Anyway, she looked at me and she said, so you bumped into the sovereignty of God. I didn't like it. It irritated me, but it turned out to be a pivotal moment of seeing God more clearly. So what plans have you lost? What did you and your loved one plan? Did you have an upcoming vacation you were excited about? A milestone anniversary? College graduation? Marriage or grandchild you now won't get to enjoy? Did you want to have your parent live longer so that they could see all of those things? Though our stories are different they are very much the same. We all have losses that rock our worlds, and processing that is the hardest thing in the world. And it's worsened because we had no say or control over it. Our new identity and how we will persevere, well, that part, that's up to us. It doesn't feel like a choice right now, but I promise you it is a choice. And it's a choice that you must, or if you want to reframe it, you get to make. Will we believe what the Bible says? Will we believe and live by our fickle emotions? Or will we believe and live by the infallible word of God? Word or words of the week. I'm going to read you some because these are all very important. Start with Psalm 33:11. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. I don't know why I just did it like that. Let me try that again. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. Now, notice that says all generations, not just our lives. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Proverbs 19, 21. And there's more that the Bible says on God's plans. Jeremiah 1, 5. So does God know what you're going through? The Bible says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Ephesians 2.10 For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Isaiah 55.9 
For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. For me, grief felt like I was in exile. It was such a lonely and deserted place. So now, question of this episode was, how do you not prolong the grief process? The answer is, it's in what you will believe and what you will choose to focus on. So here's a truth and love alert. You can't change where you are right now. That one was hard for me to swallow. I thought if I could figure it out, have answers, know why, then I could accept it. However, answers, as hard as you fight for them, my friend, will not change your current circumstances. And you are exhausting yourself trying to find out what cannot be answered on this side of heaven. So will you believe that God's plan, even though it included the opposite of your plan, is still good? To help you with that, I want you to listen to this Thursday's episode with Coffee and Kathy as the devotion is on choosing. If you need more help on processing the pieces and confusion, then please seek out help from a friend, a Christian coach, or counselor. Your journey works this week, or the work of your journey is to take one action, one action that is going to help you in grief. I'm going to give you some choices. If you want to be a part of a group of faith-filled women who get the pain of grief, the priority of faith, and who encourage and support each other through the hard days, join our private Facebook group. You will feel welcomed and supported in a way that other people who haven't been through this cannot. And we will always, always point you to the great physician and true healer. You can find the link in the Grief to Great Day website or in the show notes. Our spotlight resource is a workshop called The First Year of Grief, How to Survive with Hope and Heal. In the first moments and year or two, after your loved one dies, the world is just upside down. So this workshop for you is going to be like a compass. You'll never question which way is up. I'll walk you through the four most important actions to take right now after your loved one has died and help you deal with and heal from the loss. Be forewarned, and you will thank me later, but it's called a workshop because I need you to understand there is work to be done. Action steps towards your healing. Time alone does not heal all things. So if you're just starting your journey or in the first year or two, it still feels like you're starting your journey and you have no idea what to do. This workshop will guide and direct your steps. You will grow closer to God even when it's hard to pray. You'll work towards acceptance even if that word makes you angry right now. And you'll know what to expect in your healing process. Buy this workshop for your journey or for someone that you know needs direction. 
that would be an awesome gift. You can purchase this workshop on my website, griefthenumber2greatday.com. And remember to check out Coffee and Kathleen, a weekly quiet time with God to build trust this Thursday on the Grief to Great Day podcast. I've preached that you need to pray, read, and rise a lot. And in grief, that reading of the Bible and praying can be hard. You know you should, but you don't for a lot of different reasons. I know how that feels, so I figured I'd give you a way to have a consistent weekly devotion. Y'all know I'm not Kathy, but she was the sister to a childhood friend, and she wrote incredibly wise and beautiful blogs that I will share. So this devotion-only episode will air each Thursday during 2024. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, get comfortable, and just listen to the Word of God through the lens of Kathy's life experiences. If you don't have a church home, visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. And remember, everything you need, all the links to everything you need are in the show notes. You're not alone here. This is not your forever, and God has plans for you. Yes, you. So keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch, and keep taking steps towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.